Good morning and welcome to the Owner to Owner podcast. My name is Felicia Harris and I will be your host this morning. Now, you already know, owning a company is complex. There are a zillion moving parts. And when you bring employees into the picture, things get even more complex. Whether you have one employee or 10,000 employees, it can be a challenge to keep it all running smoothly. And that's where everything HR come in. We do one thing, HR. We're human capital experts. We're problem solvers. We make things simpler. And this complimentary podcast will provide you with the latest HR trends. Whether you do business in your home state or across the United States, you'll be able to call in and talk to HR professionals about the issues that keep you up at night. More importantly, you'll hear best practices from other business owners that have been in your shoes. So now, if you have a question, feel free to call into our guest line at 929 929- Four seven seven one one nine nine, or email your questions to us at support at everythinghrfs.net. That's support everythinghrfs.net. Now, as you know, every week we try to provide you with the latest news and latest trends and latest things that's happening in our state here in Michigan and across the United States. And this morning is no exception. Today we have with us Dorothy Huddleston from the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Center. And I'm going to actually make sure I turn it over to Dorothy so that she can give us information on herself. But more importantly, I believe you need to hear how you're able to provide talent development to your employees. We all talk about the talent gap and the skills gap, I should say and how we're able to bridge that gap so that we can have a better product and service to take to the market. And today, Dorothy is going to talk about how us, at least us here in the state of Michigan, are able to take advantage of funds that the state of Michigan provides to its business owners. And for that, I'm going to actually brag on the state of Michigan, like, thank you, state of Michigan, for providing this avenue for business owners, especially those that are small business owners, because it's open to every business. And we're able to actually try to bridge that skills gap so that we can put out a quality product and a quality service. So without further ado, Dorothy, welcome, and give us a little bit about your background, because it's so rich. Thank you so much, Felicia, for having me this morning. I'm very excited to be here today. I just want to just share with you my background. I am a certified business solution professional, and I worked with the Oakland County Michigan Works for about seven to eight years. And I've been with the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council and the Detroit MBDA Center for about two and a half years now. And I'm very excited to be there to support minority business enterprise with their workforce development needs, not just workforce, but also to their business needs as well. Uh, Just to give you a little information about the Detroit MBDA Center, uh, the center is located in Detroit, and it is operated under the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council. And the center is, is part of a national network of funded centers located in major cities throughout the U.S., the MBDA Center Center uh, can open doors to greater opportunities for strong companies looking to achieve the next level of 
success. And so uh, we enhance uh, your connections to the nation's leading corporations, government entities, and minority businesses. And we obtain uh, access to new markets, global and domestic, and develop joint ventures, strategic alliances as an avenue for business growth. And so um, one of the initiatives that I've been supporting uh, for the two and a half years now is the Going Pro Talent Fund, which is formerly known as the Skill Trades Training Fund Grant. And uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, this is one of the, the big initiatives that we support at the council. Now, talk to me about, um, obviously, as I stated, that one of the things we hear a lot of things about is the skills gap. And it's not just here in Michigan, it's across the country. Talk to me about how the GoPro Talent Fund can actually bridge that gap. What what really is it? Yes, yeah, so uh, in regards to this, the skills gap, which is great that you were talking on this subject, you know, you find that uh, in order for companies to be competitive in today's market, that their workforce, the workforce is not trained properly. So this is a way with the uh, Going Pro uh, Talent Fund grant is where employers can actually train their employees to get them up to speed and be able to uh, – for the employees to be able to um, promote up. And then you have some open slots for – for new hires, so you can train your incumbent workers and then have some uh, opportunities for your uh, new hires to come in as well. And then, of course, you know, it, we find that, like I said before, we find that a lot of companies don't have the funds to train their employees, and this is a way that there is no cost to the employer where you can actually train your employees, which is a great, great uh, opportunity and resource. Awesome. Now, is there any restrictions there on a particular employer? Like, is there only certain employers, or is it open to all employers, regardless of their industry or size? Okay, that's a great question. So there aren't really uh, many restrictions. The one restriction, though, I would say is uh, the employee must be at the employer and or working 32 hours a week, which is considered full-time, so no part-time employees, and uh, must be a resident in the state of Michigan as well, must be a legal uh, citizen in the U.S. as well. So there aren't too many restrictions there. Okay. So, So you could basically be an employer with one to two employees or to an employer that has yes. 10,000 employees. All of you can yes. are able to apply. Absolutely. The the program will allow one employee up to, like you said, 10,000. So there are no restrictions there. Even, let's say, if the owner of the company would like to take some training, they can take the training as well. And in regards to what types of training, so there are various different types of training that an employer can send their employees to, uh, but no soft skills. That's not allowed through this particular program. And um, but they are able to get like certif- is it certifications that they're able to get and and apprenticeships and things like that. Yes, 
Yes, they can. So I'll just give you a list of uh, various types of training that is allowed through the program. Um, you think about technology. So uh, technology, uh, health and human services that's allowed. Uh, you're thinking about a blueprint reading. There is financial accounting, industrial sewing. You may not think of that, but industrial sewing, you can you know, take that type of training. There is medical assistant, project management, and lean management, which now they're doing more of the uh, professional development, which I'm great. I'm excited to see that they're doing more on the professional side because years ago, employers thought that this was just for manufacturing, and so now it's they're opening it up where people can see and or employers can see that it's not just for the skill worker, but also do for the professional development as well. Awesome. And we do, uh, just in case, one of the things that I'm not sure that all of you are aware of, because we really don't talk that much about it, is the fact that there are three arms to our organization. We have the Everything HR Financial Services that provide the financial services, but we also have the Everything HR Talent Development Institute. And we are very grateful to be on the state side as an approved provider, providing professional development. Um, they're under the GoPro. And so as Dorothy stated, obviously professional development is something that all employers need, regardless of your size, if you're going to be competitive uh, in the marketplace itself. And so it's a wonderful thing that the state has included that. And as she stated, the project management end of it, um, everyone needs project management, not just for those that are on the manufacturing side. It is something that everyone needs, regardless of your industry or your size. We mm -hmm. have to be efficient in the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so Absolutely. now to, to dig a little bit deeper, um, now, you hold um, some information sessions, and I'm aware of that because I've been able to participate with you in that. Thank you very much. <laughs> On the information sessions, talk to us about that. Talk to us about the process because you're very good at talking to them what that process looks like. So say you have someone interested in GoPro, and you hold these information sessions, and these information sessions are designed to do what? Okay. So uh, just, just so that the audience will know, I hold sessions actually starting, I try to start them usually in April of every year, and maybe I'll do maybe one session a month, and then as we move forward towards the summer, then I double down on the actual session. So uh, I hold at least, 10 sessions a year uh, leading up until up into the actual time frame when the application is going to go alive for everyone to be able to benefit and or partake of the actual grant. But the actual session, I talk to the participants in regards to the actual going pro application uh, what is this grant about? Would you be eligible for the program? 
and or what is expected of you as an employer, uh, what types of training is allowed, what types of training that are not allowed. And uh, I have the training providers at my sessions. I have the uh, Michigan Works agencies at my session as well because this is very important. The employer must understand that they have to have a relationship with the Michigan Works Agency. The Michigan Works Agency, their job is to uh, meet with the employer, do a site visit, and do some fact-finding to find out and see if this is going to be a good fit for them. If this program is not a good fit, they'll be able to make some recommendations in regards to what type of program and resources that would be a good fit for the actual employer. So I take time to uh, go over this actual program in regards to the point system and, and talking about the rationale, what um, what would make and or what how would I be able to get the grant and will I be selected for the grant? So I try to help the employer in that regard as well, which we've been very successful, I must say. I came on board in 2017, and before uh, I came on board to the council, we – these are some fun facts. I like to call them fun facts. But um, in 2015, three MBEs received $25,000 in funds. And if, you say, if, if the audience is saying, what do you mean MBE? So it's Minority Business Enterprise. And so in 2017, 10 MBEs received 188000 And then uh, the fiscal year of 2018, I came on board. 22 MBEs received 629000 in awards. And then just this year, annual fiscal year of 2019, 31 MBEs received a total of $1,088,000. So we met our goal for fiscal year 2019. So I was really excited to share that information and or to make this happen for our MBEs. I'm just really excited to, to help our MBEs to take advantage of, of these grants that are out there. Uh, the I find that the minority business enterprise are not aware of a lot of these various different grants out there for them, so we're just making them aware of all the various different grants and uh, training different various different resources that are there for them. That And that is awesome. Um, and I am happy to say that I also was a recipient for the past two years that, that you have been there uh, in reference to mm-hmm. the grant itself, as well as being able to benefit from the grant and grow my business because that's what yes. really what it's designed for. And going through to kind of piggyback on the application process, there, you, it is a competitive grant, so you are competing yep. against those other organizations or businesses that may be much larger than yours. But very as true. you put forth a very strong business case, you can put forth a business case that's just as strong as, as someone that is 100 times your size. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a because, very good point. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. I I just want to share that. I I, I talk about this quite often, that with your case, with your rationale, you want to make sure you talk about your 
challenges and or the barriers that you're having because we know that each company is not perfect they're not perfect that they help you have problems what are the problems that you're having within your business and this is a way where you can correct some of the issues and some of the challenges that you're having with your business by training your workforce and getting getting them up to speed and this is what this is a way that you can do this with this grant and so I, I push and I, and I talk to my audience that make sure that you put down in your rationale what are your challenges, what are the barriers. If you had this money, what would you do with it? What, what would this, the training dollars do for your business? Will it grow your business? Uh, are you looking for various different contracts, but you can't uh, bid on a contract because your employees aren't? Uh, maybe train properly for a various for these various different types of contracts. So, um, so that yes, you raise a very good point there. It is, and it's very important. I know that, and I'm, I'm the other part that I'm very happy to to report and to say, all of our HR clients that applied for the grant actually received the grant because we'd work with them to put forth a business case. Because part of our, we did a, a past program here not too long ago in reference to the job of an HR professional is be, a, be to have a seat at the table to do HR strategic planning. And so that, that encompasses your workforce. What are the skills gap and what are the goals that you have for the organization and how training can fulfill that gap? so that the organization is successful, but also the individual is successful. So you're able to not only invest in the business, but invest in your employee, your workforce. And the GrowPro Talent Fund, is it allows you to do that. It allows you to actually let your workforce know that they can enhance their skill set. And I think that's the wonderful part about GoPro. Because they're allowing you, as the business owner, to say, hey, you can make this part of your employee value proposition. Because Mm -hmm. now the state Mm -hmm. of Michigan has written this into their legislation. And so now, guess what? You now have something that you can make this a part of your employee value proposition that you can be competitive with others that are out there that may be bigger than you. Okay, and may have more dollars than you because we do see them too. They will definitely apply for the grant. But if you put forth a strong enough business case to say how you're able to actually grow your business and what it would do, not just for the business itself, but for your employees, you can be just as competitive. Absolutely. And I find myself educating our MBEs in regards to this grant is for you. Because, you know, you get, you know, from time to time you may hear someone say, oh, that grant isn't for me. Oh, I don't think it's it's for, uh, let's say, manufacturing or it's for construction. You know, oh, no, I don't see that's going to be a benefit to me. Uh, but I, ha- I spend a lot of my time educating uh, our audience that, yes, this grant is for you, too, and I explain to them and show them how they can benefit from the actual grant. And I didn't mention to you that the service that I provide 
too are in the ease, and that and I do have a few of clients that do come into the sessions that I assist as well. I actually sit down with each individual client and conduct fact finding to find out and see exactly what type of training they're thinking about or maybe what maybe they haven't even thought about. And then from there, I look for various diff- different types of training that would be of benefit to the actual company. And then from there, I sit down with them, help them with the application process. I read over their actual rationale to make sure that the rationale is very strong and that it makes sense. And then from there, I, I work with their their plan, their training plan, and help to find them. So sometimes I think some of the, the problems that they're having as well are the leveraged funds because that's very important. Mm-hmm. You can't expect for going pro to give you, let's say, for example, $10,000. And what is your skin in the game? How much are you giving giving to this? initiative how much are you investing into your employees are you you asking for 10,000 but you're only going to give 2,000 no you probably want to invest quite a bit more so I sit down and I try to dig deeper with the employer and try to help them find leverage funds because a lot of times they don't think about where they can get the actual leverage funds so I do that as well with the employers Exactly, and to and to let the to kind of back up and explain this leverage funds to them, letting them know too, leverage funds also could mean you're paying their wages while they're at training. That is your leverage funds, and and any other if you're reimbursing them anything around that training, that is leverage funds, and so that may get you to a level as to where they can see that as that being your investment. So it it kind of boosts that up a little bit higher. Um, Even Mm -hmm. if you have others that you are, they may not be the 32 hours a week. They may be a Um, part-timer that you are sending to a training to as well because they don't qualify. That, too, is leverage funds. So when it comes to that leverage funds area, be sure to reach out to a Dorothy or even you yeah. know, us to let us kind of walk you through that business process to let get you thinking about those monies that you're already spending that you are not considering. Yeah, and then and when too, you're putting may, out that that application. Yes, and then also too, the employer may working maybe working in the community and maybe donating funds within the workforce, or or maybe they're participating, let's say, in an apprentice program or. Uh, OJT program on the job training program or maybe community ventures program. Maybe they have an extra contract with community ventures or the business resource network. Those type of items they can actually use, should be able to use as part of the leverage funds because it's going back into the workforce. So they can use those that as well. Machinery, let's say if it's anything, let's say if it's some software that they're going to purchase for the actual employee, uh, that they're going to be using after the training, or maybe there's some type of machinery that they're going to be using after the training, then that, too, can be part of leveraged funds. So, yeah. Absolutely. There's, uh, 
Yes, but a lot of times they don't think about what can I use this leverage funds, but there's a lot out there that they probably haven't even thought about. So, yes, absolutely. It is. And it's something that, you know, like I stated, as an employer here within the state of Michigan, we especially as a small business owner, yes, that's the first thing everyone thinks about is the bigger companies that's here that you might be competing with. But yes. when we really look at the statistics, it is small businesses that really drive our communities. Mm-hmm. And you understand that others also look at that statistic and realize it is small businesses that's the engine of every single community. And so when you're presenting your business case, keep that in mind. Keep that's it in right. mind that's how what you do for your community because what is your mission and vision? So when we're filling out our application, we put in there our goal as a company is to assist our clients in providing full employment for their communities. Because if you can bring full employment, guess what? We have a great economy. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing as well, a lot of employers may not even know that if you apply for this grant, if you have less than 100 full-time employees, you get 10 points. Mm-hmm. So this is so this is a, a great thing. So if you're a small company, you have less than 10 employees, you get 10 points to go towards the actual grant or for your scoring system. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. It is. So we've come very close here to the halfway mark. And so usually at this point in time, I try to do a quick recap for those of you that may have joined us a little bit late. And so today we have on with us Dorothy Huddleston from the MMSDC. And Dorothy, I'm just going to give you a quick recap of some of the things that we've already discussed and give everyone your contact info and a little bit of your background, and then we're going to jump right into the application process, which, and how much can they receive for each employee, and go into, I would definitely touch on the apprenticeship program and then just the basic program um, that others can have. So let's first, like, let's give them an overview about Dorothy first. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, my name is Dorothy Huddleston. I'm with the uh, Michigan Minority Supply Development Council and the Detroit MBDA Center, and I, I basically work up under the Advanced Manufacturing Project. I am project manager and business consultant there at the uh, MBDA Center. And so uh, I worked for the uh, Oakland County uh, Michigan Works in Pontiac for about eight years, and I didn't mention this earlier, uh, Felicia, but I was instrumental in Pontiac developing. I developed the business liaison, a department for the uh, Job Link Service Center uh, there in Pontiac. And then from there, a uh, few years, let's say probably about 2011, around about that time frame, I was asked to develop the Community Ventures Program, and which was very successful. Our retention rate was about 88% when I left there to go over to uh, work for the the council, but um, I've been with the council now for a little over two and a half years now, 
And I'm very excited to be there to be able to share these resources that are out there for minority business enterprise. And when I came on board, I found out that a lot of the resources that are out there, they weren't aware of. Uh, I'll give an example. I'll ask an employer, are you registered on the Pure Michigan Talent Connect? And they'll say, what is that? You know, are you registered on MITalent.org? And I'm like, no, I don't know what that is. So then I have to educate. I've been spending a lot of my time educating our our uh, constituents and or our our members in regards to what these resources are and how you can actually take advantage of these resources and why you would want to take advantage of these resources. So I'm really, really excited to be to be there to support our MBEs. Uh, the other items that I work with with our minority businesses uh, through the MBDA Center is the access to capital government contracts, uh, developing our, our uh, minority business, preparing them for their certification. Let's say if there's an MBE that would like to be a uh, certified minority business, a lot of times if you're going after various different types of contracts, then they say you need to be certified. And so we do at the MBDA Center, we do support our uh, MBEs and or potential MBEs with the certification process. To become a client of the MBDA Center, it is $100, and that is an annual fee. And with that $100, you can get consultation to look at your, let's say, your business plan, to develop your business plan, to um, help you with a capability statement, to support and help you with a lean canvas. I don't know if... uh, Felicia, if you're familiar with the Lean Canvas, but that's a new thing now that they're doing with the Lean Canvas, and so I'm pushing uh, our businesses and or minority business to put together Lean Canvas, and I think if if an employer tried to to put one together, it would be truly amazing. It's like a one-pager business plan wrapped into one, and it's really, really, I think it's really effective. So uh, we do that as well, and we support with the uh, government contracts because we do have some, we do have a few MBEs that or minority business that would like to um, do government contracts. We work with veterans, uh, the veterans as well. They do have um, certifications and they have contracts as well. We have uh, several strategic partners that we work with and have a great relationship with the Michigan Works agencies with in Detroit and then in Oakland County as well. Um, so that's pretty much. So how would so how would someone get in contact with you if they had a question? And I think the next question actually would be that I see that uh, someone would have, do you only work with minority businesses? Okay, that's a great question. So within the MBDA Center, I work for the five ethnicity groups, and that is the black American, the uh, Latino and or Hispanic, uh, Native American, Asian Pacific, uh, so there are uh, five different ethnicity groups that we do work with at the center. I have worked with a few that support the agenda of what we're doing with our MBEs. If they are willing to work with our MBEs and or our minority business enterprise with giving them contracts, things of that nature, then I'm willing to help to support them. Okay. And so if Um, someone needed to contact you um, in order to get information or attend one of your sessions, how would they do that? So uh, uh, you can reach me at 
313-873-3202. And my email address is dhuddleston, I have to spell that for you. It's H-U-D-D-L-E-S-T-O-N at DetroitMBDACenter.com. So that's dhuddleston at DetroitMBDACenter.com. And we are located at 100 River Place Drive, and that's Suite 300 in Detroit, 48207. Um, I didn't mention earlier in regards to the various different workshops and sessions that I have coming up. And so I have one workshop that's come. Well, actually, it's the last session, I should say, for the year, which is August the 19th. And then after August the 19th, come into September, September the 9th, 16th, 23rd, and 27th is the actual workshop. So what I mean by workshop, this is where we actually do the work. Uh, we, we come together. I uh, have the Michigan Works Agency. I have uh, the training providers, whether it's Oakland Community College or Macomb College, Henry Ford College there to help support the MBEs and or minority businesses with identifying what types of training that they need. This particular, these particular workshops are $20 per individual. And the reason why there is a charge to it is because there's only so number of seats that I have and about 15 seats. And so I want to make sure that we we're able to help everyone. So that's why I try to keep it down to like 15, no more than that. And, um, and the, this is an all day session. So in other words, I'm available all day, rather it's to read. Maybe you already wrote down your rationale and you put it all together. I'm, I will review all of your documents for you and make recommendations for you as well. Okay. Now, to uh, also give others insight into what is the GoPro itself, okay. so that we can, then we'll, we'll tap right on into what you had just stated about the application process. So let's give them a brief as to what is GoPro. Okay, so the Going Pro, yeah, so the Going Pro actually uh, started back in 2015. The Going Pro provide competitive awards to employers to assist in training and developing and retaining current and newly hired uh, employees. And so the the training uh, support uh, field demonstrated needs, and it must be short-term in duration, and that short-term means two to three months. And uh, it must lead to a credential that is transferable and recognized by the industry. So when you talk about credential, it has to be either some type of a certification and or a credential. Okay. Okay. So now, um, I know that some of the concerns that um, I've been going, I've gone through this the past couple of years with some of the employers, some of the questions that do arise uh, that employers have is that, okay, wait, I'm going to be putting my dollars or investing in this employee, and maybe this employee may leave. Well, mm-hmm. and I think the, the state's position on that has been, you know what, we're investing as a state into that employee because if we better that employee, there's nothing out of your pocket, we're reimbursing you. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that process um, employers must understand um, too as well, this grant is reimbursing you 
the funds right. for that employee that has gone through that training. And so I think as an employer, you have to look at it as, okay, if you happen to lose that employee, because I do know of employers that are very scared, like, oh, my God, if I give them this training, they're going to pick up and they're going to leave. Well, it's designed for you. If you put forth a strong enough business case where you're going to improve the business, if the business improves, then you have to look at, at some point, you have to incentivize the employee too. You may not be able to do it immediately, but you may be able to do it after you start generating revenue for that business plan that you put forth. You may not actually have an immediate response. You may not get the immediate contract on there um, from what you put out there in your business plan. It may take time for it to pick up steam and you see a result, but there will come a time when you can incentivize that employee because they did make a contribution to you achieving that contract or increasing Mm -hmm. that revenue. And I think mm-hmm. that if you take the time to explain that to the employee, because they know nothing happens overnight. Yeah, yeah. And, and you absolutely. have to be able to be open with the employee, to have that open conversation with them, and give them insight. This is coming up to the end of our, our, our third quarter. And we start going to the fourth quarter, and this is where the perfect time where we as business owners, you know, regardless of our size, Start looking at our budgets for the next year. What are our sales goals and sales plans for the next year? This is the perfect time for you to look at, okay, this is my goal. This is my sales that I want to have for the next year, the amount of revenue I want to bring into the business. What am I going to do to generate that? Once you determine that, do you have the skill set to generate that? Right, absolutely. You know, it's very important. I always also to share with my MBEs, make sure that when you're applying for this grant that your employees, they have the prevailing wages. Uh, So when you talk about your employees leaving you, uh, you want to be competitive because, sure, if uh, you're not paying the prevailing wages or giving your employees the going rate, uh, they will, yes, they will go and look for employment somewhere else. And so to to eliminate that, you want to make sure that your employees are receiving prevailing wages. And this program is actually designed to that if the employee do decide to leave, that they will land a job and then they will land back on their feet. Um, Correct. And and just just a little add note on the side of a prevailing wage do know if the employee feels like they're not receiving a prevailing wage right now, even before any training, they're still going to leave because they're yeah. still going to be looking for something that will give them a, a competitive wage. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and do know that, yes, we all love a great salary and something that we can have, but I believe we talked a little bit before about um, employee rewards. How do we motivate our employees? It sometimes it's more than just you increasing their hourly wage. It may be something else. It may be yeah. you providing insurance for them. Yeah. 
because they cannot. So you stop and think about what is it that your employees need the most and what can you do as a business because you have to be mindful of your own cash flow. One of the biggest things about a small business is their cash flow. There is no cash flow. It can get, you know, where things are pretty tight. There has to be a business for everyone to have a job. And I think when you explain that to the employees, that what is it, this is what I have that we can, you know, do something with, what's gonna, what's the most pressing thing for everyone? What's going to fall in the most the beneficial thing for everyone? Because the worst thing you could do as an employer is give a benefit to your employee base and then take it away because you don't have the cash flow to support it. Now you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay. the, and the going pro, yes, and the going pro is actually it's going to be here. So next yeah. year, the next year after that, and that's great. So it's kind of like you're giving another added, it's like an added bonus. It's something that you're offering to your it employees. Is. And then it doesn't cost the employer anything. You know, you it can does. offer training because that's a big thing now where employees can't afford to send their employees away for training. Now, this is right. a way that you can, and it won't, be, won't cost you anything. So I think it's great. I think this is a really great, great program. It is. It is a great program. And I just want to give this quick caveat to make sure I know that we talked a lot about this being a great program for minorities. This program is open to everyone, regardless if you're not a minority business or a woman-owned business. It's open to everyone in the state of Michigan. Um, The business, as Dorothy stated earlier, it must be a business located in, in Michigan, and the employee's residence must be in Michigan. So they must be a Michigan resident. So I just want to make sure that everyone know that coming out the, the gate. But just in case, I wanted to would actually, it's like, oh, my God, we're only down to 10 minutes, and I can't believe the time has uh, went that fast. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> say something. I just want to share this, uh, Felicia, as well that this program is also, too, uh, available for private, for-profit, and or non-profit as well. So I want to make sure that employers know that if you're a non-profit or private, for-profit, then, yes, you can take advantage of this opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so the application process, we touched on a little bit, but um, to just so to let everyone know that if you are awarded a grant, you are able to receive up to $1,500 per employee. Um, And so you are able to select training for that amount from whoever the providers are, as I stated, for myself or anywhere else where you may find that the training needs are after you've gone through an assessment and what your needs are. And if you are able to establish an apprenticeship, you get a little bit more time than the normal training to complete an apprenticeship, and they receive up to $3,000. Now, as a business owner, if you're able to incorporate that into your business plan, that which is a living document that should be changing every single year um, or more frequently even than that, uh, depending <laughs> on your the, your business uh, uh profile, do know that that's huge to make sure that you have a skilled workforce. Mm -hmm. 
So when we talk about filling this skills gap, you can actually write that in. As Dorothy stated, this is now part of our legislature. So making, being able to say, I have at least $1,500 a year to put mm-hmm. forth towards my talent development needs, guess what? You now can be more competitive while you're recruiting. Yeah. And, you know, I did mention this, uh, Felicia, that I love to also share, the collaborative effort. We didn't talk about that. Yes, we did not. Yes, and this is even, this is great to have the collaborative effort because we know that within the business we get really, really busy with day-to-day tasks and things happen. Uh, Let's say you, because with the going pro, there's a time frame that you need to have your training done and complete. And if Correct. you don't start by, let's say, if once you're awarded, if you're not starting by January uh, to start getting your employees trained, before you know it, you're going to look up and it's August, and then your mm-hmm. employees have not completed the training. So they uh, recognize and realize that a lot of employees, that they may not meet uh, the actual time limit. So now, through the collaborative effort, you have more time, you can apply throughout the year, and the beauty of the collaborative effort, let's say that you have a relationship and or strategic partner who pretty much you probably do the same type of uh, business and services, and uh, you can collaborate with that company and say, hey, look, I want to do, let's say, lead management training. I know that you have a few employees that you would like to do that you probably would like to do the same type of training. Let's come together collectively and let's do this type of training together. You can do this through the collaborative effort, and it is an all-year-round opportunity. Absolutely. And and they encourage that, too. The state encourages a collaborative application to be for fourth. In fact, you can do an individual and a collaborative. If you have somewhat of a joint venture with another, you know, company where both of you may decide that you want to go after a contract, but you need to have your your workforce skilled in that particular area to go mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. that contract. Well, that mm-hmm. that is your rationale right there. Is that yeah. we're collaborating together to go after this contract? And so we need to put forth a collaborative application to apply for these funds in order to have our, our workforce trained mm-hmm. to actually win this contract. And yeah, so absolutely. being able to come together and do that is huge, and, and you get extra points for doing that. You sure do. You get extra points for doing the collaborative effort. Absolutely. You get points for that. And, and so, one other, item, one other item we didn't mention in regards to the uh, $1,500, I just wanted to make it clear that if you, let's say if the training costs $1,800, your cap is $1,500, that actual $300, you have to incur that cost as the employer. That $300 will be considered as leveraged funds and your skin in the game. So I want to make that very clear to our audience as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 so basically you're you're and actually that's that happened to us this year. The training that even for our employee base, it cost more than the fifteen hundred dollars. So that yes. was able to be added as our part of our leverage funds 
for what that overage was. And so don't shy away from that. Be grateful that, hey, I didn't have that all out of pocket. It was something that at least I got $1,500 back from it, but it was a necessity in order to take my business to where I wanted it to go um, to have my workforce trained. And so that's a plus, you know, there for you. Dorothy talked about her work session that she has that's all day. I highly do recommend that you do that. If you do not attend Dorothy's session there, and I believe, Dorothy, you did open it up to everyone, so you did not have to be a minority business uh, for the session. Are you still going to do that this year, too? Yes, I'll open it up as well. Now, one other item I didn't mention as well with my session, if your company and your business is located in Oakland County, they're slightly different. Just because you come to my session doesn't mean that you you don't go to their session. You have to make sure that you go to Oakland County session, and that's at the executive uh, building there in Oakland County. It is in Waterford. So you have to go to one of their going pro sessions as well. They will introduce you to their BSP, and then, of course, their BSP for wherever your city is and wherever your your region and or where you're located, they will uh, make that contact with you. But you do have to go. If you're in Oakland County, their requirements are you will not receive an application unless you go and or attend one of their workshops and or their sessions. So just want to make that very clear to our Uh, employers that are located in Oakland County. Okay. For those of us, I know what a BSP is, but there are probably a whole bunch of people out there that are going, what is a BSP? (laughs) Right. A BSP is a a certified business solution professional. So uh, I am a certified BSP. Uh, We are the uh, business developers, business managers that are on the ground. We are the ones who are going out and meeting with the employers, what we do is we do fact find. So we have like a five-point process, and the five-point process is, number one, uh, we do an entry, which means we go into your facility. We may do like a site visit, and then from there we do some fact finding. And it's good to listen to see what the uh, barriers and what challenges uh, employers are having. And then from there, uh, our jobs are to... Uh, come up with a solution to whatever problems you're having, make some recommendations, and then from there we'll come up with a plan and then we'll walk it into the implementation stage. And then from there, that's when we begin to build the relationship with you. Uh, We want you to be able to trust us and we want you to be able to know that we're going to have your best interests at heart. And so that's pretty much what the role of a BSP. They work very closely with the Michigan Economic Development Corporation and various other uh, strategic partners that are out there. Awesome, awesome. And so for those of you, again, um, we're coming down to the end portion here of our show. We have Dorothy Huddleston here with us from the Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council and the MBDA um, Center. And we are talking about the GoPro Talent Fund, which used to be called the Skills Trade Talent Fund. And they changed the name, obviously, there to make certain everyone know it's open to all businesses of all industries, as well as nonprofits, as Dorothy stated earlier. 
in hopes of everyone looks towards bettering their workforce and closing this scale gap to make sure that the state of Michigan have a strong economy. And we can't have a strong economy unless we have a skilled workforce. And so I highly, highly, highly encourage everyone, um, if you don't reach out to Dorothy, then reach out to the BSC in your area there to get a conversation about them. Uh, go online, look up the GoPro Talent Fund, and find out where is the next information session that's held in your area. Um, even though I will say, even though you may have to attend the Oakland County or Macomb County or whatever county that you may be located in or Wayne County, um, do know the information sessions is they're taking you through what is the protocol for this particular upcoming year and taking you through the application process. Dorothy's sessions are a little bit different. They're going to actually walk you through the application. So when the application is actually sent to you and you have it, basically you already have everything already set out and you can submit that application. Do know the application time frame is only about a couple of weeks max. That's right. That's very important that you make that point. You don't only have a short window from the time, that, yeah, it goes by really, really quick. So absolutely, you only have a short term time frame. Right, and so if you if you think that I'll get this application and I can fill it out whenever, and say that no, that's not true. You only have a very short time frame for that application window period, and like I said, it's only about a couple of weeks, and that go by very fast. So if you do the work up ahead of time then you're more likely to be successful in obtaining funds from the state. If you think that you're going to wait until the last minute and try to hunt down what type of training do we need, how do I put forth my business case, if you wait till the last minute to do that, your chances of being successful are a lot slimmer. And so I would highly advise you do the homework up front, Think about what your business case. Let someone else read your business case and take a look at your business case um, because you need to have a very strong business case because it is a competitive grant. So just because you turn in an application does not state that you're going to be given funds. That's right. And that's it what is I'm a competitive process. And that's what, yeah. that's what Dorothy is there for. She's there mm-hmm. to provide that assistance and give you feedback on your business case. Absolutely. You know, there for you. And so if you just say, oh, my workforce just need it, we just need it, that's not a real business case. No, it's not. And so take time with it, take a look at it, be able to, to back it up with some facts. And obviously, I love numbers, as finance is still <laughs> a part of who I am. I love numbers, being able to back it up with numbers. Back it up on how this is going to have an impact on your business and an impact on your employees yeah. and, talk and your about community. Your, absolutely. And talk about your past, your barriers and challenges that you're having and talk absolutely. about if you receive this grant, this is what it will do for your business. The, the job creation 
business creation, things of that nature. So absolutely. And what are you doing within your community? What are you giving back into your community? Are, do you support your community? What do you do within your community? That's important as well because they like to see that you're working with, with your community as well, doing some volunteer or maybe giving giving back to your community, fundraising or maybe giving something back to the community. They like to see that as well. They do. They do. Yeah, they really do. And working in and working with working with populations that are underprivileged, underserved populations, and working with the formerly incarcerated community, and working with veterans. Are you willing to work with a veteran? Are you are you willing to hire a veteran? There's some additional uh, funds if you hire a veteran, and or you're willing to take a veteran through this training. There, I believe it's additional five hundred dollars. Uh, instead of a fifteen hundred dollars, I believe you get an additional five hundred dollars for for someone who is an actual vet uh, that you uh-huh. hire. So, yeah, so you can actually set this grant to where um, you your incumbent workers for training, and then your in your new hires for training as well. That's true. That's a very good point. That you're also able to include if you know that you're going to be hiring. Um, employees in the upcoming year for that particular grant year, you can also go ahead and include them. Now, one of the things that I always, always warn people of is don't overshoot just because you think like, oh, my God, here's this grant. I'm going to shoot for the moon. And (laughs) you get the grant, but then you do not use all of the funds that they gave you. That's not good. Okay. You want to try to make sure that you only apply for the, the funds that you are going to actually use. Because the next year when they see like, hmm, this company really did not utilize all of the funds that we gave them. You know, what happened? So you don't want that to be your know, count against you the following year. Absolutely. Um, and so now, with one that, one one other thing I just want to share really quick that I didn't mention that once you receive the actual grant, you are required to uh, report out to your uh, Michigan Works agency with any changes, any updates. If someone was fired or let go, or they quit or whatever, and they're part of the grant, if you have to make any adjustments to the grant, you need to make sure you reach out to your your. Uh, Michigan Works Agency as well. And then the other item is you are required to submit a success story. And I believe these success stories do go to the governor. So that is another requirement as well. It is. So we'd like to thank all of you for joining us this morning. Again, if you have other questions, please feel free to send them to to support at everythinghrfs.net or give us a call here in our office at 586 Four six one one four zero zero. We definitely will have other upcoming sessions going around GoPro over the next several weeks or months. So feel free to to join in during that time frame. And as I stated, thank you again, Dorothy, so very much for joining us this morning. And all of you have a great, great day.